Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 52. Today's podcast is titled To Infinity and Beyond. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you are called to lead. And I want to introduce not one, but two special guests we have tonight Two of my uh, favorite young men that I know in this world, my old, my middle son Luke. Wave to everybody in the hello uh, everyone YouTube, in the YouTube land, and then uh, yeah, the audio, YouTube land in the audio for all the podcast listeners who are just listening via audio, and then also between the two of us, if you're listening, we have uh, for his first time his his original appearance his first appearance ever this is my son Timothy howdy howdy yeah listen to that voice he sounds like he could sing <laughs> anyway um so I want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you for listening and I really do appreciate your comments and uh tonight I could tell a little joke uh, we were thinking like hey we should uh have a sponsor for tonight yeah. and uh <laughs> we could we could <laughs> yeah our sponsor tonight is the Phoenician restaurant the Phoenician mm-hmm. restaurant in Utica uh fine uh Lebanese food and we all just ate there beforehand and we were talking to the owner who's a good friend of ours uh Shadi about Shadi uh, Jabbar yeah, yeah. <laughs> best uh best uh you know, Lebanese food that you'll find in, in central New York for sure. But uh, yeah, we were joking. We could have, uh, we said we could have the podcast right in his restaurant. He said, oh, as long as you mention my restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, delicious food. We've been uh, raving fans ever since. But uh, anyway, on with the show. Uh, thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Pa-ching, right. And it uh, doesn't make that sound, does it? If you're, they if you're always add ringers the audio on. Okay, it. there you it's go. Kind of, okay, thank you. Thank yeah, you for the technical yeah. clarification. <laughs> um, but uh, any comments that you make, likes, uh, shares, all that stuff just really helps get the positive message of what we're trying to help uh, deliver here out to the rest of the world. So that's the cool thing. But on with the show, um, we don't really have a huge backstory tonight, do we? No. No, we just were sitting around dinner tonight and um, we were talking about having Timothy on the show. And uh, Tim is not an avid listener. He admitted that yeah. to the podcast. Honest confession. Yeah, honest confession. Not listening to his father's hey, podcast. Yep. That's okay. But maybe you will now that you're actually on the <laughs> episode. I've advertised it. A lot of friends. I have advertised <laughs> Okay, it that's fine. That's fine. But anyway, we came up with some great points. And uh, actually, point number one is something that Timothy actually came up with. So uh, what's point number one, Tim? Point number one is negative self-talk. Okay. So do you have anything you want to share about that? How would you describe negative self-talk? Yeah. Negative self-talk is the negativity that withstands in our minds. Um, Anything that we just doubt ourselves in, um, false confidence, anxieties, all that just 
negativity in our minds that just brings us down to our lower selves um, and overall just ruins ruins who we truly are and for what we can truly go for. Yeah. So I think of it too, and I, I catch people. I like to try to help people with negative self-talk because the, you'll say it. People will say things like, oh, I'm no good at um, math or I'm no good at um, whatever it might be. But they'll actually make statements out to the world, out to the universe. You know, they'll put that energy out there with actual words. And and we do that from time to time because we're, we just get trained that way. And um, believe it or not, you'll start to, your subconscious picks that up. Mm-hmm. And then you start to believe it. Yeah. Right. I've been guilty of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I I tend to tend to catch myself and find myself realizing that when I put it out there, then I start to believe it. And if I believe it, then that's who I become. Yeah. So even better than just um, when you catch yourself, one of the things that I try to do is give people a replacement, mm-hmm. which is the we try to give them a replacement thought, a replacement statement or affirmation that is the exact opposite of the negative, but the positive. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes an affirmation of power, an affirmation of uh, authority, and then you and it lifts your energy, it lifts your mood, it lifts your your ability, and I I, I think that's a super good uh, remedy for any of you that catch yourself in negative self talk. I know I read one time about overcoming behaviors and overcoming negative negative self talk. They talked about wearing a rubber band around your wrist, and whenever you said something that was negative, you would just snap yourself with a rubber band, and you would basically give yourself a negative stimulus. Mm-hmm. And eventually you would be so like, you didn't like snapping yourself for a couple of reasons. One, it didn't feel good, but two, it was kind of awkward and corny. And so you just, you would basically teach yourself not to do that. I mean, we have a puppy dog right now. Is she crazy or is she crazy? She's nuts. Yeah, she's nuts, Wild. right? Wild. <laughs> and um, one of the training tools that we got for her was a shock collar. And we don't have to shock her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, she has had a couple of shocks, but not many. I mean, really like just a handful and there's a beep on it and there's a buzzer on it. And if she doesn't listen the first time, if you just beep her or buzz her, she immediately responds now yeah. because she doesn't want that negative stimuli. And we're, we're trained that way for sure. For sure. Um, so that brings us to point number two, due in the Italian, um, <laughs> point number two <laughs> Uh, Luke, yeah, I think this was yours, right? Yeah. Being, we, re- we renamed it, though. Yeah, we did rename it. Okay. So, so the n- new name is being lulled to sleep. And <laughs> being lulled to sleep, the original name was being comfortably numb. And being comfortably numb is when something in life is is not inherently good, but it's not bad enough to make you want to make a change. Mm. So... It's comfortable, but it's not It's not ideal. Yeah. And so you just go along with it and you go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of examples in life like that. Like I can think of a few just like in relationships mm-hmm. and in your, your faith life. Mm-hmm. Like my life's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't, I don't need a relationship with God right now. Or this woman in my life or man in my life, they're, they, they're, they're, they provide me with some things, but I don't get excited every time I see them, so it's comfortable, so I'm going to stick in it. 
So being comfortably numb, it's almost better in those situations if it were a little bit worse so that you would move on and like you would find something better than that. Yeah, I think one of the terms that comes to mind when you you describe it now, it, it sounds like a, a a common behavior, which is toleration. Yeah. And we tolerate things because they're not that bad yet, right? Mm-hmm. So for instance, it could be a job that you you don't like, you don't you certainly don't love it, but you tolerate it because well, you're getting you're getting steady income. And it may not be the income that you're capable of, of earning. It may not be uh, your true passion, but you tolerate it because it's just not that uncomfortable yet to move on and go out and search for another one. So you just put up with it and you keep putting up with these things. And so we all do this to some degree until we get to a point where we've had enough, right? right. And so what does it take? What does it take for you to have a breaking, a, a breakaway moment from those things that you're comfortable with? Um, I know for me, oftentimes, um, a vacation, I come back from a vacation and I make changes that I was unwilling to make when I was in the matrix, right? So Mm -hmm. doing everyday life, you are in the fight, so to speak, right? And you don't see everything because you're too busy fighting, right? right? You're wrapped up. Yeah. So if you're playing the game, it's really hard to analyze your, your, uh, your game, right? Mm -hmm. So if anybody played sports, and you're in the middle of a game, it's really difficult to analyze your technique, right? But like I know Luke was a pole vaulter in college. Right. What did you do after in practice after every vault? What did they had somebody specially doing? Yeah, they had someone always recording, and you would go back and you'd watch it in slow-mo and be like, okay, now I can see what I'm doing wrong, go back and fix it. And like you were saying in life, when you go on a vacation, you can kind of go on pause, maybe unplug from mm-hmm. social media or whatever and just like being in work all day and you can look at see oh well this isn't this isn't how I want it to be right now how can I get to where I want to be and you can change some things and mm-hmm. make a plan for it and act on that yeah and uh <laughs> it's really funny the title of this lulled to sleep a title of number 2 came from uh, I was hanging out with my neighbor this weekend we were working on an outdoor project and he has this little Scotty dog called Jagger. Jagger. And Jagger's so cute. But he's he's like, he's crazy. This dog's crazy. Yeah. And uh, he's he's a really good dog. He's super obedient to his master. And um, while we were working on this project, you know, he was hanging around. Then all of a sudden, he vanishes. And he's gone. And my neighbor's like, that's what he does. He lulls you to sleep. He just thinks that... He's just such a good boy, and the next thing he disappears and he doesn't come back. He's gone. And then he's gone. And so, you know, that's kind of funny that that we just get so comfortable, we get lulled to sleep, Mm -hmm. and we don't even realize it's happening. We don't even realize that we're so caught up in the work that we're doing or uh, a relationship that we've been in that's not a really good relationship, whatever it might be. So anyway, that's and it could be any other habit or behavior. But that brings us to um, point number three. I'm going to bounce it back to Timmy to this one um, because this one is this point is called acceptance of your uniqueness, and this has to do with like what you what makes you unique in your behaviors and and Timmy can speak to this I think really well because of our children Timmy has definitely got some unique gifts that n- none of us really have. Yeah, um, 
out of the family, I've always have seen myself as the black sheep. In this way, um, literally, uh, my family, they're all going into a line of chiropractic school. Luke, you're going <laughs> soon to South yeah. Carolina for chiropractic school. Nate, graduating soon from chiropractic school. And dad, currently chiropractor. And Grace, <laughs> future chiropractor, maybe. We don't know. She could be an astronaut <laughs> farmer. We don't know. Um, but me, I, I write music. I conduct and I... Um, I do art and illustrate. So very, very different from most of the family and my, my uniqueness, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been like that. I've never really had much of an interest in sports. I mean, the only two major sports I've ever really done were track and swim, I believe, mm-hmm. and t-ball, really. <laughs> uh, t-ball. <laughs> but... But yeah, like, I mean, you guys, you've done track, you held the record at the high school. Nate, you know, he was like the star at the football game, you know, <laughs> and, and you, dad, like you had a whole history of track and even to give to him yeah. um, and to teach. But I was always the one in the bonus room, either playing with action figures, reading comic <laughs> books or drawing. Um, and with that, with that, I, I found myself secluded. I always secluded myself because of this difference. And I found, I, I didn't really see how it was affecting me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come to later to now or in, in my close to young adulthood where I'm like, wow, like everyone's succeeding so far. Like Nate's got a family. You're, you're going to these high end schools mm-hmm. and you know, here I am, um, I'm I'm still at home. I'm going to a cheap a cheap school in the middle of like a farm field somewhere, <laughs> you know, with 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 people that you know you you wouldn't really care to look an eye about because they're you don't really see like what what could be special about them. But there is so much special right. to them. There's so much potential. Yeah. And 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 growing up, I always I found that hard to see, not just like in other people because there is so much potential in people. Um, even for you listeners, um, but for myself mostly, I mm-hmm. had such a huge, huge struggle with that, and that led me to a point where I was practically depressed. I was mm-hmm. loathing in this, in this somber moment of just of just where I wanted to sleep. I just wanted to lie down. I didn't want to do anything because I, I felt like I could amount to nothing mm-hmm. to compare to what you guys were great and succeeding at. Right. Um, and I, and and that's where what led me to to want to strive to be to become as great as what you guys were doing um going to the gym getting out more meeting new folks um mm-hmm. and pursuing in, in things and learning as what you guys were doing um but still i always found it my it like hard for me like it wasn't it wasn't coming it wasn't registering through my mind right um and maybe for some for some of you that don't, that don't know i have a learning disability mm-hmm. and that's not something that i entitle myself but as something that I've just kind of grow up knowing, unfortunately, like the negativity in my mind kind of begins to like overlap that a little bit to where it becomes kind of a title, but I try not to let it because mm-hmm. that can really, that can bring you down to that part where you're loathing in that title. But anyways, I have that learning disability, which makes it hard for my left, my left hemisphere, mm-hmm. um, which registers that information and learning, uh, whereas my right is more great at creative thinking and imaginative side, mm-hmm. um, which is which is more stronger, mm-hmm. and so that's 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 where I kind of found myself was like, oh, my left brain doesn't work 
um, I'm really different compared to my family because they're all super smart. And I, uh, honest confession, I haven't done math in four years. <laughs> the, the the last math I ever did was there's algebra a, one. Tim, that there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of listeners out there that have not done math in four years. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I bet there. I bet there's some of you out there that maybe yeah. can help. So <laughs> relate with me. The, the, the point is though that you know it's the acceptance of your uniqueness, right? Right. Yeah. And so that's that's the the cool thing is is that. Timmy's is sharing like a lot of the pain that he's experienced and where he's come from. And mm-hmm. the journey he's on now is really embracing that fact that his right brain is so strong. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very easy to focus on the weakness of the left brain mm-hmm. and compare it to the strength of other people's left brain, like, oh, my weaknesses are so much weaker than your strengths. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? My right brain is terrible compared to yours, mm-hmm. right? It's puny. It's minuscule. <laughs> that's the evil of comparison. Yeah. Right. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's that comparison syndrome, right? Yeah. And uh, and that's where the acceptance of your uniqueness has been, that's been your journey, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty amazing because, you know, that in and of itself that's a testimony, you know, that that really speaks volumes because there's so many people just like you that have weaknesses mm-hmm. that they think that that's who they are. They think they are their weaknesses instead of saying, "Hey, what are my strengths?" Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that was one of the biggest reasons we we took you out of public school was because public school continue to put a you know a, a spotlight on your weaknesses mm-hmm. instead of highlighting your strengths and then yeah. that's what we tried to pour into is just highlighting your strengths yeah and the school that he goes to highlights his strengths yeah what I said that <laughs> like it may seem like there's nothing school out in the middle of a field is completely wrong there's so much talent within the school it's yeah. I, it's um it's called Elam Bible Institute it's in Lima Rochester New York yeah and the school is a pastoral school um, for Christians. And but what they don't see a big side of it is it's huge on worship. Mm. Almost every out of the fifty students that are there, all are musically talented or artistically talented in a way. Of just this year, every freshman, every one of the twenty freshmen that I um, went into twenty twenty two with, um, they all had some sort of unique musical gift, even if they didn't have it then. To us graduating in 2023, everyone left with some sort of musical talent, whether it was playing bass or drums or keys. Mm-hmm. And even that like, just inspired me to continue on to doing music and to even start leading worship and to actually apply at the International House of Prayer to pursue music as a career and to follow my calling for worship. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, that, that brings us to point number four, which has to do with productivity and unproductivity. So um, point number four is how does this actually happen? How, how is it that there's times in our life that we can be super productive, but how is it that unproductivity shows up in our life? Where does it even come from? How does it happen? What do you think, guys? I think most of us have some sort of structure throughout our day. And I think when we when we lose that structure, because we maybe we our structures our, our mornings are structured and then our evenings or our mid middays are structured and then our evenings are just kinda left to do whatever. And that's where we find ourselves kind of just spacing out, choosing to 
watch entertainment and not really mm-hmm. do the things that we know we want we should do it's that thing is like your body your body wants to do something mm-hmm. but then there's things that you know you need to do that you want to do right that's interesting you say yeah. that like yeah. you your body wants things like you crave something but yet you know there's something else you should be doing yeah. right mm-hmm. and so what is that like i mean like can you think of any examples? Like when you were in college, do you guys ever have those oh moments where you put yeah, off, like, put off like writing a paper yeah. or studying oh. for a test? Like I want to want to study. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, want I want to, to want to I study. Don't feel yeah, like doing it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those. So and and what we call that is that's a that's an emotional calendar. Um, it's an emotional schedule. So you're. You're basically approaching your actions based on emotions instead of based on having like set times and set structure. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if you were to say like, "This is my day, and these are the hours. This is where I'm doing this," but then even give yourself break times, right? So, so one of the most productive productive people that I know, they work in spurts. Um, they'll do like hardcore like three hours straight of something productive, then they take a half an hour off and they do absolutely nothing productive on purpose. Like that's scheduled. Like they're not Mm -hmm. doing anything productive during that half hour. And then it's right back to an hour of productivity and then another, you know, half an hour of unproductive and then two hours, however they schedule, but it literally is turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, uh, that's a way to, kind of solve that yeah i've started to see um i'm starting to take piano lessons uh and something that my instructor had mentioned um was that just taking 20 minutes and just like figuring out the keys and just play something if you don't know the curriculum at least play something move Mm -hmm. your fingers touch the ivory keys do something that is amounting to you making progress into you actually reaching your goal to learn said playing the piano. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing for us too, is oftentimes our, our unproductivity is because we look at the task of say, learning how to play the piano is such a big, arduous, long task, but yet it happens through just that repetition mm-hmm. and it's a slow maturity and and learning process, you know, right. we're actually having the, our our home painted by a, a group of painters, and the reason is is because I could paint the house, but it's such a huge task, right? Mm-hmm. And I could try to get one of the boys to paint the house, but that's a big ask for them, right? Even yeah. if I pay them, like it's going to take them all summer, and then we have the this crew that shows up with nine painters, and they bang out painting the house, and they're going to finish it in two and a half days. Right. And it's like literally would take me all summer to try to do that myself on weekends and nights and, and I would hate it. Yeah. Right. There's some things in life you have to delegate because it takes up too much of your time and it's not necessarily putting you, it's things that you need to do, but it's not the things that are towards your goals. Yeah. Right. Right. Which I've kind of started implementing in my life is if it's not helping me towards my goals, then i defer it to something else someone else or i mm-hmm. find something to automate it or make mm-hmm. make it make life flow easier so i can focus on tasks that are important yeah, yeah. smart
Good. All right. Last one. Point number five. Point number five is probably where we got the title from. Definitely where we got the title from. Yeah. Uh, point number five is the infinite love we struggle to grasp. And this is something that I was reading about recently, and it was really talking about God's love for us and how it is a um, an, a, a love that is eternal, meaning that God loved us before we were even born. And that's pretty unique, right? Mm-hmm. The, to think that there's a, the, a God, our creator, that loved us before we were even born. And not only just a, a day before we were even born, but 10 years before we were born, 100 years, uh, you know, a, a thousand years before we were born, he knew you perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for us to grasp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like literally an eternity before you were born, he loved you. And that deep love is not just a love of like, oh, I love you, like, but it's, it's a love that's in every capacity we need love. Um, it, it's like when you're broken, he, he loves you in those situations. He loves you when you need compassion. He loves you when you need strength. He, he loves you when you need endurance. He loves you in all those situations and he loves your uniqueness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you, he, he, he loves you when you're, you're sad. He loves you when you're depressed. He loves you when you're anxious. He loves you in all those situations. And, and it's an eternal love that he loves you for eternity and and the only condition is that you follow him yeah that's it that's it that's it and to have to know that you have a, a father that created you and that loves you that much um i i hope that gives you so much um energy and joy to to go out uh this week and just have an amazing week until uh we do this again next week so um yeah that's all we have for this week's edition of your weekly limitless life network podcast Uh, Thank you, and be sure to tune in each and every week so that you can stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. And we will see you next time. 